I'm recording. Thank you so much, everyone. Um, welcome to the June 24th meeting of the Medford Disabilities Commission. I just need a moment because I need to read our opening statement. Okay, it is uh, 534, uh, 5.34 and I will open the meeting pursuant to Governor Baker's March 12, 2020 order suspending certain provisions of the open meeting law, GL Chapter 30A, Section 18, and the Governor's March 15, 2020 order imposing strict limitations on the number of people that may gather in one place. This meeting of the Medford Commission for Persons with Disabilities will be conducted by a remote participation to the greatest extent possible. Specific information and the general guidelines for remote participation by members of the public and or parties with a right and or requirement to attend this meeting can be found on the City of Medford website at www.medfordma.org. For this meeting, members of the public who wish to attend or listen or watch the meeting may do so by accessing the meeting link contained um, within the notice that was published with our city clerk's office. No in-person attendance of members of the public will be permitted, but every effort will be made to ensure that the public can adequately access the proceedings in real time by a technological means. In the event that we are unable to do so, despite best efforts, we will post on the City of Medford or Medford Community Media website an audio or video recording, transcript, or other comprehensive record, uh, record of proceedings as soon as possible after um, the meeting. Um, so I will um, take attendance as it looks like we've got some more folks um, joining us um and actually rather than taking attendance i think we can just do introductions as we as we normally do um my name is christy avino i'm the current chair of the disabilities commission i live in Fulton heights i'll go next i am danny the assistant recreation director i am a commissioner i was born and raised in medford and i do not currently reside in Medford. I am Susan Bibbins. I am currently the vice chair of the commission and um, I live in uh, South Medford. My name is Gabby. I'm also a commissioner. Um, I live in the Lawrence Estates area. Oh, and my pronouns are she, her. Uh, likewise. Same here. I guess I'll go. I'm Neil Osborne, and I've settled in what my title is going to be going forward. I am the Director of Diversity and Human Resources for the City of Medford. Um, grew up in West Medford, and uh, pronouns he and his. My name is Megan Hager. I just became a commissioner today. And I am born and raised in Medford, and I currently reside with my family in South Medford. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> I think, John, you're up. 
Oh, John Pompeo, a uh, local businessman for 30 years and, and living in Medford, of course. Thank you so much. And I see we have some members um, of the public that have joined us. Um, would you kindly introduce yourselves? Uh, my name is Shanine Peliquin. I am a resident of Medford and a recreation therapist. Uh, I've been working supporting families of kids with disabilities in Medford since 2005 and presented to you fine folks in January. Thank you. Anthony, did you want to introduce yourself? Okay. There might be technological difficulties there. I'm sorry? There might be technological difficulties, but if he wants to say something, he knows yep. Fine. <laughs> I assumed you were together. Um, um, so that's great. Okay. So um, the um, first item on our agenda, um, saying that we have a forum, is public participation. So at this time, I'd just like to invite um, any of the members of the public, that would be um, Shanine or Anthony, um, if there's anything that you wanted to raise, or you're also welcome to participate um, uh, and provide comment uh, as we move into our new and old business part of the agenda. I'll defer to Anthony to start. Maybe. I'm assuming his audio is not working, so I'm going to run downstairs and check. But in the meantime, okay. Janine, if you have something you want to share, please feel free. Sure. Um, so Neil had reached out to me about a month ago um, to update him on what's happening with the project. And the update is that there is no update because um, the way that COVID and all of this has affected my family is that I am full-time childcare with two high needs kids and often the two kids next door because their kid, their parents work full-time. And so my approximate ability to do things on my own is 12 minutes a day. Um, I, Neil did locate the transition plan, um, which was a document, um, for those of you who don't know, each municipality has to have, initially there was an ADA plan, like a, a self, what was it called, Neil? A self-assessment. Self self-assessment. So when the ADA came out, each municipality had to go through all of these laws and say, okay, where are we? Where can we improve? What are our priorities? And then after a while, it became a transition plan of how are we going to get from here to here? Um, and it looks like the last one, the date at the top says 2018, but in the text it says 2014, which is probably more accurate based on what I've heard, but based on what I understand about the last time some of this was touched. Um, but um, we can go through that and, and see where the things are that we were talking about together, um, which I can resend out or Neil has access to as well. Um, for those of you who weren't in on the, the January conversation, um, I'm a recreation therapist and a play advocate and have I'm interested in building some systems around increasing access in the city, both at like city council meetings and in the recreation department um, and figuring out what the priority of citizens with disabilities is in terms of how they access city services, which from my point of view puts, makes more inclusive society and then allows me to do the play advocacy work I want to do when my kids are actually big enough to watch themselves. Um, but I'd love to see the recreation department really develop a fully inclusive model um, 
and and have really high quality adaptive programs if that's what people want. Um, but there's and the the idea was to have this all funded through the community development block program block grant program. Um, Alicia Hunt at the Office of Community Development had just started diving into what that pro that, what that entire grant process even means um, when she took over, and we I think she was a month into her position when we spoke. Um, we have some idea of how it could be funded, and because it's not an official public services grant, there's not really a set timeline for when we would need to apply for that funding. Um, the city has some flexible, uh, there's some ability to be flexible with how they choose to spend their specific part, and then there's the like nonprofit money that they're able to give away. We would fall into the city project, so there's some flexibility there. Um, but also because of all of this transition, um, I don't know that when I can actually get to it. Because if I still have kids at home in September, all right, all of us are dealing with this in various ways. Um, I am also now the president of, of Gentle Dragon Preschool, who ha already had a teacher retiring. And now we have five students and no teacher, and we don't even know if we can open. Um, so that was my child care for the fall as well. But I have reached out to former commissioner Rachel Tenenhouse um, because she has a lot of contacts both in this area and in the broader disability community um, mm -hmm. to see if she knows someone who might be interested in, in this work. Uh, Neil also said we'll have to send it out for bid anyway. If it's not me, that's fine. I just want the work to be done and I'm happy to guide that process um, and share with whatever materials and, and help nudge it along as I'm able. Um, but that's where I am, and I apologize for, for dropping this ball. Um, but I, I do see the work needing to happen, and, um, and hopefully we can get it going again. I don't think it will take a long time to get it up and going because of the conversations that we've already had. But I don't know that I'm able to do it, so I'm reaching out to help find someone who can take that on. I can speak for the commission, and if I say something that's wrong, commissioners, please correct me. We appreciate your work. I think the commission uh, wants to see your project be successful. Um, maybe we take a pause and review it in September. I'm going to be pushing the commission to actually have a, at least one or two meetings over the summer. Uh, we can reassess and figure out where we are as a community, where we are as a nation, and figure out how that project fits in. Absolutely. I, I, I second everything that um, that Neil said, and I think that um, the way that our, our world has changed, the way that our um, home lives have changed, um, thank you so much for, for taking, you know, the 12 minutes that you have to yourself. <laughs> And then with us today, um, no balls have been dropped. When you said that I picked up this book that was on the floor of my office um, called Drop the Ball by Tiffany Dupu, and um, the subtitle is Achieving More by Doing Less. And uh, so I'm happy to share that with you. But, uh, but thank you for, uh, for uh, bringing this idea to us. Um, I think, it, you know, it's clear that there are resources out there and um, we just need to um, really begin the process of marshalling, you know, um, uh, community input on what it is that we'd like to see done and what, what we can do within, you know, the confines of, of the block grant. But if that mm -hmm. money is out there and available, um, I, I um, am happy to see this commission run and, and go get that and, and put that to work here um, in Medford in, 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 to increase you know, inclusion and access for, for all of us. So 
Thank you so much. And I'm, I'm excited and, and fully in support of continuing to, um, uh, to meet um, through the summer um, so that way we can push the project along. Wonderful. Um, one last thought. If there is, I don't know, Neil, if you have funding, your discretionary funding left, I know that the city is in a really tough financial spot, um, but there was a piece of the project that we had talked about that could be an immediate benefit to the community. And Danny, maybe you can speak to um, where you are in pool and pond opening, but um, the Kevin had made a request that could go under this project that would be an, uh, I mean, easy purchase, whatever that means in a municipality. Um, but the pool stairs for Tufts Pool would be an immediate benefit and long-term piece of equipment purchase um, that maybe not through the block grant funding um, because something along the lines of, well, actually, it could work. Block grant funding, you have to know where that piece of equipment is and who has it all the time. Um, so the stairs are not likely to walk away. <laughs> um, but like our, our assistive listening devices may be not able to be funded through block grant funding because then we couldn't lend them out because of the federal guidelines on money. But if there's money that this commission can spend quickly um, or find money at the end of this fiscal year, I would recommend um, supporting Kevin and Danny's purchase of stairs for Tufts. That's all. Generally, how much do you think that would cost? We, because we have maybe- I have, dollars. Kevin quoted me, Four thousand one hundred ninety-five for an ADA easy stair. Uh, way over my ability to spend my last. <laughs> <laughs> Shanine, I have a question. Yeah. Um, only because I know that some of our spots in our pool are compatible with the high school pool. So if we like, just for instance, I know that we needed a new ladder net last year because ours cracked. The high school had an extra. They gave us one of theirs. So. If it is compatible with someone else, can something like that be covered under the grant? Because we remove everything out of the pool in the off season. So if the high school were to borrow, I think they borrowed ladders from us to our first year. So we sent everything up to the high school and then it came back to us. Hmm. So if something like that would the grant recognize as being lent? Um, no, I think as long as you can document like where it is and where it lives, okay. like for the lifespan of that piece of equipment. Um, but Ashley in the Office of Community Development can answer that question better than I. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that those kinds of pieces might might work um, because it's more like infrastructure improvement. Right. Yeah. Okay. But um, is the pool opening? I know being, this is like... No, it's being filled today. Um, Kevin and I went down and put our social distancing tape down and it already came up. So he went, he was going to Home Depot tonight to get waterproof tape to put on the pool deck for social distancing. Um, we plan to have it opened July 7th, but registration to go live June 29th. Good luck. Thanks. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, Neil, how much money do we have and what can it be spent on? Um, maybe at most $500 and we have to spend it before the end of the year. So you only have a few days on anything that I, uh, within my discretion, what I think is appropriate to advance your cause. Accessible and see voting machines. <laughs> 
uh, the commission speaks, I, I would react. Okay. But it has to be instantly. So like, if you're not deciding it today, you need to have a special meeting to decide that you want something, what its cost was, and then I could try and make the purchase before next Tuesday. Neil, that would be 500 for the rest of the year? Um, no, because that's going to end this fiscal year. So that's what's left. Gotcha. Okay. A banner. I've actually, I haven't shared with the group, but uh, Diane McLeod, my predecessor, stopped by the office about six months ago and said, there's a storage space and the council chambers upstairs, which has all my stuff, but I haven't been able to get chairs moved out of the way, but there's a bunch <laughs> of stuff up there. Neil, I remember, because we were going to go together and couldn't get up there because I had to get rec stuff and yeah. it was all booby-trapped. We couldn't get up. <laughs> that stairway is a mess, but it's such a cool space. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, is there any other public participation? Uh, hi, Anthony Andriatola. Hi, Anthony. Hi. Hi. Just at some point, uh, and uh, Gabrielle will probably speak more about it. I, I have uh, some uh, questions and concerns about accessibility for um, blind users at the uh, school committee and uh, CC meetings. Uh, and uh, I think Gabby will, uh, will, will talk about it. Uh, but uh, I just wanted to sit in and just kind of uh, bring up my uh, my concern and uh, just to sit in and, and listen, basically. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so I know that, um, I believe that on the agenda for tonight is to talk about some of the closed captioning things that you were talking about uh, last meeting, Christy, for the um, city council meetings and things like that. And um, my dad had brought up a good point with some of the, um, like signs and things like that and audio description options if necessary, um, different things like that. So when we do get to that point, um, there's a couple of other things I would like to bring up. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Are there any other um, items of public participation? I'm seeing none, we will, um, move to review the past um, meeting minutes. Neil has distributed the minutes of our May 27th, 2020 meeting. Um, and if anyone does not have them, let us know. We can email them to you. I'm just giving them a second read through now. Now we'll share, I'll do my best to try and take the minutes of this meeting. It's not my preferred task, but I will, I will take it on.
Okay, I do not have any changes to the meeting minutes. Does anyone else have suggestions or questions or changes? Neil, did you um, make the changes about the Google form that I emailed you about? It's not necessarily a major change. It's just that before I completed it, I kind of wanted to run things by everyone else on the commission to make sure that we were all kind of in agreement on the questions that we wanted to ask. I didn't actually adjust the minutes, but I can if you wanted to. But I, I, I figured let's put it on the agenda today, get that in today's minutes, and then that can be a part of the form that you create. So we have, it will be documented what the commissioners wanted for questions. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't forgotten about. Thank you, are there any other um, suggestions or edits or comments about the past meeting minutes? Okay, thank you. Um, do we have, um, a motion to approve the meeting minute? So motion. Okay, motion by Susan, seconded by Danny. Um, thank you very much. Um, all in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Uh, hearing no opposition, the um, motion to approve the past meeting minutes um, is, um, is passed. Thank you. The next item on our agenda is um, the first item of new business, the impact of remote government meetings during the COVID-19 pandemic um, on the disability community. Um, this is um, a, a bit of a continuation of, of some things that have come up in our past meetings. Um, and um, as we have noted in some past meetings, um, that uh, Zoom access um, does have certainly the capability of increasing remote participation for, for members of the disability community, particularly for, for folks for whom um, either coming to City Hall or physically um, uh, getting there or participating once there is more difficult. Um, I wanted to uh, share that um, yesterday, um, as you know, the city has had some, um, uh, had three uh, committee of the whole budget meetings scheduled for the city council, which did not proceed. They were to be held um, by uh, remote participation by Zoom, just like we are doing now. Um, and there was a proposal last night, um, uh, or, or rather a uh, motion filed yesterday morning um, in advance of yesterday's city council meeting to, um, <clears throat> to uh, change the format from Zoom meetings to in-person meetings without a, a Zoom format. Um, those in-person meetings would be conducted essentially at City Hall. And when one thing that I had noticed is that um, to attend the budget meetings at City Hall, um, the motion required that, that folks stay um, physically distanced six feet apart and also wear masks. Um, and that raised a concern um, from my perspective because um, as, uh, for, you know, as a person who is deaf or hard of hearing, anyone who um, reads lips, uh, trying to do that um, and understand and follow conversations while folks are wearing masks um, or while folks are socially distant um, can be uh, very difficult. And um, so I, I believe um, uh, the council president was going to look and have discussions with various parties about um, holding um, sort of some hybrid form of um, a budget meeting, both in person and 
via Zoom. Um, I, I haven't heard one way or another what the outcome of those conversations are, are going to be. Um, but, you know, to the extent that there are is going to be an in-person component with people who are socially distanced and, you know, perhaps not able to be captured on the camera system in council chambers, um, or if they're wearing masks, I think that it would create, um, you know, difficulty not only for folks who, you know, identify as deaf and hard of hearing, but but really anyone um, who may rely on, on lip reading or seeing mm -hmm. someone up close. Um, so I had sent a request yesterday um, to um, both Neil, the mayor's office, and the, the council president, president requesting that um, uh, that ASL interpretation captions be made available um, if we're going to have um, in-person meetings wearing masks and, and being sort of socially distant. And, um, and so that was, you know, sort of an immediate need because those things do take a long time to uh, sometimes get scheduled that I wanted to put on the city's radar. And, um, and it certainly sounds like um, that there are some other concerns as well um, that, that Gabby had mentioned um, before. Gabby, did you want to speak to those now? Um, sure, yeah, I agree with everything that you're saying about the kind of immediate need um, and yeah, I completely support everything that you're saying. Um, there was also some concerns. I think that it was a city council meeting possibly yesterday. Um, I wasn't in attendance, but I was hearing about it a little bit that I guess that there was like some usage of like people holding up signs or like trying to get their points across um, like for pieces of paper and things like that. And I'm not super familiar with kind of like the bylaws and everything, but from my understanding, I think in the traditional like city council setting that's not permitted um partially because it's not accessible to people who you know can't see it um and so i just kind of had some questions about options we could have moving forward i don't know if we could kind of suggest to city council um that that's maybe if they give an announcement before city council meetings that you know those things aren't permitted or if you know there are going to be use of images and things like that if they could have someone kind of um, dedicated to describing the uh, images or signs, things like that. Um, I didn't have too much time to look into it um, in depth, but I think that it's something that kind of falls into the same thing with the closed captioning. I think just to make sure that the meetings, when they are online, especially that they can be accessible is important. Excuse me. Uh, the signs are not allowed in the chamber, so they shouldn't have been allowed on Zoom last night. Uh, that was uh, inappropriate. And uh, I also thought that the city councilors, on, they were exploring an option of uh, having the public participate via Zoom, and they are in the chambers. But I don't know the outcome of that. But I'll find out tonight. Thank you. Yeah, that was kind of the same understanding that I had of it as well. I don't know, Chrissy, was it Somerville or Cambridge that you said got closed captioning recently for their city council meetings or surrounding city? Yeah. Um, so, uh, sorry, go ahead, Sue. I think it was Cambridge. Cambridge and um, and Everett also um, now has captioning. Um, I um, 
um, watched in on their their city council meeting. I think it was Monday night, um, and they do have captioning. So I reached out to um, their um, one of their um, directors of communication at Everett City Hall, um, and she let me know that um, that Comcast um, provides that captioning service, um, and that it's it's somehow sort of streamed through. Um, both their television broadcast. Um, they also broadcast through um, Facebook as well. Um, and, and that captioning is, is carried on through essentially all of the broadcast formats for the, for the Everett City Council meeting. Um, so she is looking into exactly how that is arranged. So that to me sounded very similar to, um, to the mechanism that Cambridge is using. So, um, so I'm hoping that that I'm going to get back some, you know, kind of streamlined information from from the Everett Communications Department of exactly how this is implemented and how do they work with um, with the, you know, television providers to make that happen. Okay, thank you. Do you think that it would be okay if I reached out to them to ask if they had any services um, for either audio um, descriptions or things like that, just to see if maybe they have any other. Um, I don't know, resources that we could also look into at the same time. Right, absolutely. Do, um, would you um, like me to include you in on our email um, correspondence? I can just add you as a CC and introduce you and then, and then you can follow up with, um, with that specific question or maybe we could just talk um, offline after the meeting and just come up with an email together of, um, of the specific questions. Yeah, that would be great. I can also do some independent research too to bring to the next meeting, but I think it's good to hear what other cities are doing also. Um, in the, because accessibility at city council meetings pre-Zoom was something that we had talked about for the pro our, our project. Um, and in that process, I found out, I'm from Washington state, so I look there for a lot of things. Um, Seattle now has open captioning in their city council meetings. And I got the name of the people, the names of the people who were responsible for that. Um, and I'd be happy to, I can pass those along. They might be good to reach out to about how they've extended those services um, in these times as well as even just equipment recommendations, right? So I will get that to Neil now. Perfect. That would be great, thank you. Thank you. Are there any other comments about um, the impact of, of remote government participation on the disability community? Well, I. I'd like, this is Anthony Andriotolder again, uh, thank you. But uh, just in regarding the, uh, the signage, you know, I, uh, I, first of all, as a blind uh, of iPhone user, um, Zoom is not the easiest, uh, you know, uh, platform for, uh, for me to use. Uh, it, it's very difficult. So, uh, you know, it, it puts me at a, at a disadvantage it, it's it's a crazy process of getting on and knowing you know uh hitting buttons is pretty difficult to do even with voiceover even though you know they technically say that they have some accessibility features they're very difficult you have to be a very advanced and sophisticated technology user to uh to navigate it successfully and uh i, I try but it's uh something that uh that I struggle with, so I, I actually, uh, you know, uh, listened on the uh, on the telephone and uh, and not 
participated in Zoom. And uh, just about the signs, you know, uh, you know, I have no problem with the messaging of the signs, uh, which I'm not even quite clear what the messaging was, you know, but it, it, all, it, it takes away from my ability to understand and to uh, interpret kind of what's going on in the room. So, you know, you know, as a, you know, as a blind attendee, you know, I can't tell who's smirking or who's, uh, you know, who's winking, okay, or who's nodding their head in uh, approval. Uh, but uh, actually using signs uh, to kind of uh, get a message out when other people can't kind of uh, interpret it is, uh, is, uh, is problematic for me. And uh, I'd, I'd really like the uh, city council president uh, and the person who uh, manages Zoom to know that, you know, that they are kind of uh, denying access uh, to the same information in the same format for, uh, for some of uh, the MEFI residents. That's it, really. Thank you. Thank you. Anthony, I, I, I wondered um, if there another um, remote platform um, other than Zoom that is um, easier for, for you to use or had more accessibility features? Well, I, I'm a mental health therapist and I try to use uh, Skype. Uh, it's a little bit easier for me to use it as a little less buttons and whistles, you know, you know, it doesn't have you put your hand up and do all these type of, uh, type of things, but, uh, it, it, it's, the sound is clearer, the, uh, the connectivity is better and, uh, you know, it's, it's just easier to use. It's a quicker process, you know, just dial in and you're there. You don't have to mute, unmute and all these kind of different things, uh, that, uh, Zoom lets you do, which is probably great for a lot of people, but it's uh, it's difficult for uh, you know visually impaired to uh, to navigate. So I don't know if people are aware of that, and uh, you know just the and kind of social media today. I just try to make my point to some people, and they were like, "No, you you know this is an accessibility for the people with the signs." And I'm like, "I don't even know what the signs say." You know, I I I'd like to know. You know. I, I'm not in opposition of the signs, but you know it's it's uh, it's it's having like a, a level playing field uh, for me, and uh, I just think that it's uh, it, it's something that you know the city should uh, should uh, consider, you know, uh, when uh, when they kind of allow things like uh, like signs to be uh, posted in a in the chamber. I guess that's maybe one of the reasons they they were never allowed. Um, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm going to do some research on what is the most accessible use of, I know that it's a little bit tricky because it needs to, you know, meet the requirements where it can be public and, you know, everyone can join the link, but I am going to look into um, other video conferencing services um, aside from Zoom and do kind of some research on options um, regarding that if it sounds like Zoom is something that is not as user-friendly and accessible as we thought. Um, and I can send an email with my discoveries if everyone is okay with that. I, I'm not sure what the what services are out there, but um, I think it's definitely something that I would like to look into. I have seen um, meetings or 
gatherings that are accessible by Zoom and Skype. That's interesting. So, okay. Yeah. So I know that is possible. I don't know how that that would be done. And I never, I've never attended a, a Skype <laughs> gathering. It may be the the quickest would be to just do a search on accessibility in Zoom and then maybe put together a training for everybody who's running these meetings in Medford on how to use the accessibility settings. Um, because we all know, like, we're all struggling to figure out how to use even just how do I make someone a host and how do I mute everyone and share my screen and all of those things. So um, it it could be a, a training if, if we can figure out how to use all of it. Right, but uh, the, individual, <laughs> the individual users, That's it's, true. It's, up to, it's up to the individual users to have accessibility, too. Yeah, I'm feeling the same way that you are. I reached out when we had our last meeting. I had asked the question, but it was kind of a different question, so I didn't get the answer we were looking for, but um, just in circles that I work with, you know, do they find that online access in, in, improves access to local politics and more community participation as a whole? And, and people, everybody had a resounding, we need to do a study on that, but no one had any research to back it up. But I can go back to those circles and maybe we could kind of pull our resources, Gabby, and see, you know, what, what we're hearing when we ask what other tools people could maybe be using or other platforms we could use, I'd be happy to kind of team up and, and share what I found with you and we can present it. Yeah, um, that would be great. Just to see what other people are using in a similar situation. If yeah. it's not, that'd be So I, d I just texted my wife who's in the other room because she works for the Office of Disability for the State. And she said that they, their, the disability offices they recommend that they using Zoom, but they're also, they have CART and ASL on the Zoom with them. So during a Zoom meeting, someone's constantly doing sign language and they have those extra add-ons, which we're, we're just not there as, as, as with Medford. We don't have that, you know? Um, that's just a simple text message. I'm sure there's way more to it with more research. To, uh, there's a lot of like Medford community like online pages and things like that and we have the Medford disability um, community Facebook page and things like that I'm wondering if we could kind of start a conversation like what just kind of asking people you know have you been able to access the council meetings since that was there anything that you felt like was missing are there suggestions things that you're looking for that you know needs that haven't been met and you're kind of starting the conversation and seeing what people need mm. sounds like a good, good I think idea be, i think that would be really helpful because another thing that we had talked about at our last meeting was developing a survey um to gather some um information and i think if we have uh, maybe sort of a, a more uh, open response like facebook discussions that could help us uh, find what the purpose of the survey might be and uh, give us a good good direction and sort of a good launching pad for that. So um, so I like that. That um, Facebook disability 
community page is, um, you know, open for anyone to post on. Um, so, um, so anyone can start that conversation. And in the past, we have, I'm not sure if you can share a link from that page directly to another Medford page. You can either share a link or, or post on another page, you know, hey, we're having a conversation about this um, uh, topic, you know, through the Medford Disability page and, um, and you know, and, and participate in redirecting from other Medford pages um, to our page would be great. So there's a lot of background work, and I'm wondering, um, okay, that seems to be better. Okay, great. Great. Um, so, um, so Gabby, you and I will talk offline about, um, about communicating with, um, Everett. Um, I think Shanine is going to send Neil some resources from, um, Seattle. Would you talk to me on that as well? Just shared it. Okay, great. Um, and then Gabby, did you want to start the conversation on the, on the, Medford Disability page? Yeah, sure. And then um, with respect to um, to some of the comments that we have, that we've been talking about tonight, it sounds like um, we are, um, Anthony had asked, um, you know, could, could the council president, um, you know, say something to the effect at the beginning of the meeting that, you know, signs aren't permitted or otherwise sort of raising this issue that, that either signs aren't permitted or if things are being displayed, then, um, um, then they need to be sort of described and communicated. But I, I think to John's point um, that um, it, it sounds like signs may not be permitted at all. And, um, and I'm wondering, you know, do we want to send a communication from, from the commission to council president, sort of raising this issue that, you know, a member of the community has raised this concern about signs being displayed um, and that, you know, renders it inaccessible to someone who's blind or visually impaired and, um, and asking for, you know, for the president to announce at the beginning of the meeting that that, you know, um, uh, should not be happening. Um, and then I would also, you know, ask, can we please, um, you know, as a commission, um, also sort of reassert that as the council is, you know, thinking about how to plan um, meetings going forward, because I think for the duration of the pandemic, it's likely that we're going to have, you know, remote meetings for sometimes or maybe hybrid in person and remote meeting, um, asking that, you know, the, uh, that the council president take into consideration accessibility issues, um, and also, you know, sort of offering um, to partner with, um, with the council president um, and perhaps the school committee chair on, um, you know, if they have questions about um, about how to design these meetings, because this is really sort of new for everyone, um, how to design design these meetings with accessibility considerations in mind. Christy, I think that's a fabulous idea. I think that's why this commission exists to give counsel to the city council. And if you were to entertain a motion, uh, put it in our minutes that the commission uh, authorizes you to send that by email because I think timing matters. Uh, that that, that move. be delivered. All right, now I have to make sure I got what it is. It's sort of um, the suggested motion could be that the commissioners, 
the commission has heard from the public about the disenfranchising of um, residents who have trouble seeing and you are recommending to the uh, city council that people aren't allowed to hold signs doing Zoom um, meetings. Close? No? Um. I'm trying to take the minute, so I'm trying to make sure I capture the right verbiage uh, um, to the authorization to send the email. I think the policy is that there not there aren't any signs allowed anyway, so maybe it's right. like I, I enforcing think, the law that's already there right, because it, of right. Um, I think. Uh, <laughs> The commission would like to remind the city council president of the um, uh, the statute um, that no signs or uh, pictures are to be permitted or to be displayed um, during council meetings and um, uh, and um, we have heard from our public or our community that is it is inaccessible or makes it the, the meetings inaccessible um, to those visually impaired or low vision um, part of our community and um, going forward we also would like to remind the council that we are here to consult um, on uh, questions of accessibility um, of the meetings both visual uh, virtual and Susan may I make a suggestion yes um, authorizing Christy to capture um, yep and, and then she can design whatever she needs. So the, the motion can yeah. be here is authorized to send notice to the uh, president of the city council about um, yeah. what he needs. So it's a, it's a yes. moment too. And, and I would, I would I, I just captured what, what, um, what Sue shared and, and, what, um, and what others had, had um, articulated before and all of that is, is very helpful. And I would include all of that um, as well as, as my thoughts um, that I shared earlier about um, ensuring um, accessibility for, for folks who are deaf and hard of hearing and, and sort of generally, but I think generally we'll cover those two topics um, that we've identified today um, and about visual and sort of audio issues, you know, conclude with, um, with an offer to, you know, partner advise or assist on questions of accessibility. And the school committee too. And school committee, exactly. Okay. All right, I got it. All right, do we have a motion? Susan, motion. Susan's motion. 
Okay, so it's okay. motion seconded. I'll second it. Seconded by Gabby. Um, um, all in favor of the motion? Aye. 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 Okay. Any opposed? I think, excuse me, can, can I be heard or am I on mute? <laughs> I think it's the, the uh, virtual meetings that are the big issue. If you walk in um, the chambers on a council night with a sign, they'll boot you out right away. Right. So I think it's really the virtual meetings that they have no control of. of. Right. But we, we want to remind them to ensure accessibility at the in-person meetings also because okay. they'll hopefully all be wearing masks right. and distancing. I agree. Okay. Okay. Um, um, so I was in the middle of taking a vote. So um, is there um, are any opposed to the motion? Okay. Seeing and hearing no opposition, the motion passes. Um, Thank you. I will um, endeavor to send that um, by tomorrow. Uh, the next um, item on our agenda is um, election processors process for um, officers. Um, we conduct um, elections uh, typically every June, um, and we elect. Um, um, chair, a vice chair, and a uh, secretary um, for one-year terms. Um, Neil has um, passed around um, a proposed election procedure, which is based on the um, election procedure that we adopted and used for last June's election. And um, that um, has been circulated to everyone. Um, are there questions or any comments or any suggestions for, for the proposed procedure? I would also offer to the commission that if you felt rushed, you shouldn't. If you want to postpone this for a July or August meeting, feel free to propose that. You also have the ability to adjust this. So this was just what we used last year and I want to make sure people have the time to digest it and make sure that they're comfortable. Yeah, that is true. I believe last year we um, we adopted the meet, the, um, the the procedure at, at one meeting, and then at the next meeting um, we conducted the the election because we did hold one meeting I think over the summer last year. Um, so uh, last call for any questions or concerns or edits or comments to the proposed procedure. Could there be a recommendation about the, oh, this is the elections. I'm sorry. I was just thinking about the um, city council meetings and in person maybe recommending the transparent masks. Uh -huh. Was that brought up when I walked away? Sorry. Oh, sure. Yes, we did talk about that. Do you know if those are available for purchase or are we still in the phase where, where, where people are making them? Um, I will check with Dr. Sherry Blewett. 
um, and see where she is because I know that the hospitals where she works, we're starting to use them and I'll find out. We've had limited to no access to them in in the rehab world. So where people are often buying like um, homemade Etsy, they're not getting them through sourced through the providers for healthcare, like PPE. Um, people are still using them, but we're limited. I don't know if it would be for the city, but I know in healthcare we're limited where you can't use homemade items. Uh, you know, you can't use cloth masks and things like that. So people have gone to the cost and the effort to do it, brought it in, and then not been able to use it. So that would be my one, you know, just financially before people go to invest. In, and then if it couldn't, I don't know if it would be limited use in a, in a city type. Thing. I can also check at, um, I work at the Carroll Center for the Blind, but also um, Perkins has a, uh, uh, deaf blind program and I'm assuming that they would have some information on that so I can ask around people at the Carroll Center um, whether if they know people um, there or if they know people at Perkins that might have more information on that because I'm assuming that they would have some sort of um, clear masks available already because I think that they're still open um, so I'm happy to look into that a little bit further too. That sounds great. Gabby, which program or what organization did you, um, did you mention? Uh, so the Carroll Center, which just has blind and low vision services, but Perkins, we kind of all communicate pretty frequently, um, and they have a deaf-blind program. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming that they would probably be the best contact for resources. I don't know anyone there specifically off the top of my head but a lot of people at the Carroll Center either work for both or um, have a lot of contacts there. So I can ask some of my coworkers if they can put me in touch with people who might know more. Absolutely. Um, I could also, if you'd be willing to do the, um, the, the page, I could also send you the contact information for the director of the DeafBlind Community Access um, Network, which is actually housed at um, Deaf Inc., which is, I think, a subsidiary of the Commission for Deaf and Hard of Hearing. So Deaf Inc., um, which is located in Alston, has a specific DeafBlind Community Services Program. And I know that they were giving away masks um, at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, but I don't know um, um, if they were clear masks or not. But I could also send you their contact information and they would likely know, you know, immediately if there was a supply. Yeah, that would be perfect. I can send out a couple of different emails. Um, I can definitely do one of them. I have just one question. With these masks, with the request, was it for the in-person, the the school committee and the in-person city council meetings for the clear masks. The, the reason I ask is I wonder if those who will be wearing them would be socially distanced. Can you put them in a clear face shield if they are separated to the acceptable amount and then that would, that could potentially remove the barrier of the mask. And then when the, you know, when they're moving about within the chambers, they can put on a surgical mask or whatever it is that they use. That could be another option. Um, That's a good question. I'm not sure what the rules are about that. I don't know if you are six feet apart if the mask isn't necessary. I'm not sure. Um, but that does sound like a good option if they are far enough apart. Um, maybe that's something I'll look into. 
because I know we've got quite a bit of face shields through the Medical Reserve Corps. So, I mean, those, I think those are becoming a lot more accessible, at least than the clear masks. And those could probably be at the ready sooner than the, the specialized masks, not to say that they wouldn't be out there, but the, it just seems like those might be out sooner. Um, okay. And, and I believe those work as well as if, you, if you're socially distanced, those work as well as masks. I think I've heard the same thing, Sue, and, and I will include that as, um, as an example of, of um, a way that we can promote accessibility in, it, in addition to the clear face mask. I'll include that in my communication to um, the city council president and the school committee chair. And, um, and then as we you know, continue to compile research, we can um, pass that on um, and, and hopefully if they want to have a conversation about how to, um, how to improve access, we will at that point in time have even more information than we do today to pass on. Um, so uh, going back to our agenda item for approving the um, um, election process, um, seeing no uh, suggestions or comments on the, the proposal, um, do we have um, a motion? So move to accept. Okay, we have a motion from Sue to accept the proposal. Do we have a second? I'll second it. Okay, um, Danny has seconded the motion. Um, all in favor of approving the proposed election procedures. Aye. Aye. Um, any opposed? Uh, seeing and hearing no opposition, the motion passes. Uh, Madam Chair, I guess I suggest you take another motion about whether or not you hold the election tonight or at the next determined meeting. Yeah, um, so I think traditionally we, um, um, our bylaws provide that, that we have an election in June. Um, I believe in the last year we did it in July um, due to uh, scheduling issues and the year before that we did it in September. So um, this has been um, uh, a bit sort of flexible, at least in our, in our history. Um, so do we have um, a motion to conduct election tonight? Or do we have time to, to have that process? Um. I so move to have elections tonight. We still have about 30 minutes. Okay. Um, for um, uh, nominations and thinking and speeches. Needs a second. Second. Um. Who, who, I, I didn't John. see the, the second, John, okay. Susan, motion, um, John, second. Um, all in favor of proceeding with elections? Aye. 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 Any opposed? Seeing and hearing no opposition, the motion passes. So um, pursuant to the 
proposed procedures. We have three officers to be elected, the chair, vice chair, and secretary. Nominations for each officer position will be taken from the floor. All nominations require a second, and the person nominated must accept. Um, if more than one person is nominated, um, the election will be held uh, by ballot. Um, Self-nominations are not um, permitted. We'll begin with the chair, and um, and what I would suggest in advance um, is that if we have a contested election by ballot, that we can um, um, we could potentially use the chat function to send uh, votes to Neil. Um, I've seen this used in some other um, other manner. Um, thank you, Shanine. I know you're signing off. Thank you. Um, so we um. can. Christy may have suggest if people have access to email, that might be a way to do it as secretly so everyone's ballot isn't visible, or, or maybe that's not an issue for commissioners. I mean, yeah. I, maybe I don't have to overly complicate this. Yeah, oh sure, absolutely. Okay, um, Okay. so we're going to begin with, um, with the position of chair. Do we have um, any nominations for the position of chair? Uh, could we nominate Susan Vivens for chair of the Disability Commission? Yeah, I'll second that. I accept. Thank you, Susan. Are there any other nominations for chair? Okay, um, seeing and hearing none. Um, we do not need to, uh, to take a ballot and uh, Susan will be our new chair for the 2021 year. Thank you very much. How cool is that? Susan, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'll try to live up to standards. <laughs> They're pretty high. <laughs> yes, I know. Easy done. You've been on the commission, I think, longer than anyone in this Zoom, uh, in this Zoom room. So, so we're happy to have you and you're, you're up to the task and ready. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so the next position that we'll elect is uh, vice chair of the commission. Um, do we have any nominations from the floor? I'd like to nominate Danny Phelps for vice chair. And do we have a second? I'll second that. Okay. Thank you, Gabby. Um, do we have, um, uh, Danny, will you accept the nomination? I'll accept, yes. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Do we have any nominations for the position of vice chair? Okay, okay. I'm seeing and hearing none. We do not need to have a ballot. Danny, congratulations. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, vice chair. Yay. Yay. Terrific. Um, and then our uh, last position um, is secretary or clerk. And, um, and so this position um, in the past has been sort of the note, um, note taker. We often have um, senior aides from, from Neil's office um, take notes and, and Neil himself has uh, sort of done the heavy lifting for that over you know, the last uh, six to eight months. So, um, so I'm sure he, you know, love to have um, some backup on that. Um, do we have uh, nominations for the position of, of secretary? 
I'd like to nominate Megan for I'm that. Megan, do you um, accept the nomination? I would accept it. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Um, are there any other nominations for secretary? Secretary, I need a second. Who seconded that? Who seconded that motion? Uh, I, I did. Yeah. Got it. Okay. okay, seeing and hearing no other uh, nominations, we need not have a ballot. Congratulations, Megan. Um, you'll be our clerk for 2020 to 2021. Congratulations. No worries, Megan. I will completely support you. My office will support you. We'll, 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 we'll make it an easy process. I'm, I'm excited to learn and I appreciate the support already, but I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> wow, that was a lot easier than I thought. Nice work, commissioners. Love it. Great. <laughs> That was easy. Okay, so Sue, do you take over now for old business? <laughs> no old business. Um, uh, why don't you complete the meeting? <laughs> for old time's sake. Happy to do that. I did promise you that I would train you on uh, yes. on, on on this stuff. So we will we will do that together. Wonderful. Okay. Congratulations to our new officer. Um, on uh, on the topic of old business, um, the first item is recreational access project. And um, Shanine um, joined us earlier and provided that update during the public participation portion. Um, Neil, do you have anything else to add, um, or are we um, concluded on that topic? I was just holding it as a, a placeholder so that maybe we can keep it on our agenda and then in September we can revisit it again. Okay, very good. Um, the other item of old business is the bylaws review. Um, we had uh, discussed over the, you know, sort of the last year um, wanting to update the bylaws and due to the pandemic and some other things that was um, um, not um, a project that we had completed, although we certainly have um, notes from our um, from our earlier discussions on the, the specific um, uh, items that we want to review. And I think now that we um, are a full commission with newer members, it makes a lot of sense to, um, to now that we have new officers, present sort of what those old suggestions were. And, um, and so all the new members can sort of see and you know, perhaps um, offer comment and suggestions on what we would like to see in the new version of the bylaws. Um, so that's our update on that for now, and um, and I think we can continue that that process um, with direction from our, our new chair, who was who was involved in the in the earlier conversations about the ways that we yes. want to get back. Yes, thank you. Um, I don't have it in front of me, um, so I think um, could we table the the um, Discussion. I I don't have it in front of me. I, I don't Absolutely. have it in my notes. I don't have it in my notes. I'll have to um, find it. Tabled. That is tabled. Um, okay, terrific. Um, we also uh, the next item on the agenda is correspondence and announcements. Um, and. Um, Neil had shared with the um, commission correspondence that we received um, 
earlier today um, regarding a request to um, include links to disability-related resources on, um, on the city's website. And, um, and this was just something that we had received today. And, um, and I think Megan and, and um, Mike Susan um, had started to take a look at that. Um, is there an update or some thoughts and reactions? I have not yet looked at those, at those specific links. Um, Megan, you want to, uh, to go first? Um, I, I had a chance just to look at the first two. Um, my, my gut reaction is it's definitely worthwhile information, but I don't know that it's, it's not something I would look for on a city website. Um, to me, it felt like information that would be more shareable in a social media type context. Um, you know, and people could access it and share it on their own page to share the information. I think it's valuable and people can bring their own, especially when she said she can offer her own input. It sounded almost like a, like a blog. Right. Of, um, yeah. My gut wasn't like, I wouldn't go to this, the city website to look for this, but, but I, I, I like to look at research like that. So I'll look at the rest of them, but the, the few that I saw didn't jump out at me as city resources, but definitely just vet it make sure there's nothing weird in the middle of it that you wouldn't want to attach to the commission, but maybe a social media share might be more appropriate, but just. Yeah. yeah. I, I found the first one, um, a fluff piece and it was totally unsighted, um, which I had a problem with. Um, so the first piece I didn't like, um, it was, it was, it was good in that it there was some useful information, but um, it was totally unsighted, um, and it, there were a lot of facts in there, but which which were in quotes, but there was no uh, there were no citations which we can't do. Um, I agree totally with Megan in that it's not appropriate for a city's website. Um, and if, if we tried to put it on the city's website, we would have a problem because of copyright and, and vetting and we would get naysayed um, right away. Um, so, and I don't, the, you know, one of them is, is a total advertisement for, um, how to pay for your loved one's funeral, which is clickbait for more advertisements. Um, some useful information buried in the clickbait, but it's still clickbait. Um, so it's, um, and there are other um, places that you can get the information. So a few of those, I think, would be very useful on our Facebook page, but um, we've got a continue vetting them and and continue vetting them very closely. I started from the 
bottom up, figuring that if a few of the top ones got finished and I felt the same exact way. Um, I think the one, I read the bottom two, which was uh, the the accessible garden in your home and making your home more accessible. Um, not only did the pages have a lot of advertisements for the the you know your your when I was reading the accessible garden one, it it had a great it was great for social media, but since I've read it all afternoon, I've been getting advertisements now on my Facebook page for accessible garden. So it's definitely all connected to that. Um, but the same thing, I thought the stuff that was in it was great. And I think it's really cool. Um, I, the accessible garden one, I mean, it would be an outside contract. The article wasn't like, <laughs> but the home one was, was a good one. Um, but yeah, I think social media, would be a good place for those, not so much the city website. Um, thank you so much for that feedback. And, and I just wanted to share that I reviewed the email. It was sent to, um, uh, from, from Kelsey Taylor, who doesn't indicate that, um, that he or she is in uh, Medford. Um, and it was sent to someone at City Hall who then you know, routed it to, to Neil to see if we might be interested in it. But, um, but it sounds like these would not sort of be the sort of type of, um, you know, properly sourced and cited um, official resources that, that should reside on the city webpage. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you all so much for that. That's one of those tasks that, you know, you don't put enough time into it and it slips through and my time is stretched. So that was perfect. Thank you all for that. Much appreciated. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so then, um, are there any other uh, announcements or correspondence? I have a bit of correspondence or um, maybe an ask of commissioners. Uh, the city clerk came into my office the other day and mentioned that the Lawrence Memorial Hospital will be going offline as a polling location. And he asked me if I had the time to go and vet a couple of other locations. And Sort of doing that review is still a bit of a challenge, so I'm always asking commissioners if they have the time and availability, could they join me on reviewing some sites? Um, the two he mentioned was the high school itself, and I think the VFW at the Winthrop Circle may be another possibility. It may be happening fast, as on Monday or sometime next week, but if okay. I have people who have some interest, raise their hand, and I can share information as soon as I have it. Susan's in. Yes, the new chair. Thank you. <laughs> but I just wanted to let you know that that is uh, on the radar with Memorial going offline. We're going to have uh, another polling location for that. Uh, uh, but uh, he's coming to me to ask for help, so I can get some help help him. Okay. Neil, are they asking just in terms of accessibility of the, the building itself or like accessibility to, to get to the polling station? Is that? Yeah, the request is specifically for accessibility to the, the polling location. So can we go there and set it up so that anyone who comes to vote uh, isn't impeded by um, the physical layout of the place? Okay. Um, I, I would definitely be interested, but I may have some restrictions in terms of child care. So I may speak with you offline and see about your timeline for when you're doing it, but put me as a definite maybe. Gotcha. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Neil, excuse me. You can also um, uh, put my name down if you need help. Got it. 
I, I think you know what for, for me it's sort of the the more people who can come along with me the uh, the better the process can be because again I'm I'm not completely comfortable I haven't done enough but having an extra two people I think is uh, uh, helpful for me and the community so uh, I will be looking out for that support thank you Neil, you reminded me, it doesn't need to be this meeting, um, but maybe if we could put it on the agenda for next meeting. I remember actually at that location at the Lawrence Memorial, um, the voting, like the accessible voting actually wasn't working, like the um, like the actual booth itself. I think the building was accessible, but I think that was kind of the only thing. Um, so if that is something that we could just make sure before voting happens again, I don't know if it's something that we can like suggest to I don't know who it's through, if it's city council or what it's through, um, just to make sure that before we vote again that everyone actually can vote. Um, I can write it down to bring it up again. Perfect, yeah, that's, I think that's perfect. And I, I will add that to our agenda and maybe we have a statement that we uh, share with council and the city clerk to make sure that gets checked because that, that just shouldn't happen. Thank you. Gabby, which election was that? Was it the... Mm -hmm. The most recent, um, like the local city, like for the mayor, uh, city council, I think, as well as at the same time. Yes. Yeah, it was the, my, uh, someone who lives on my street said the same thing to me, Gabby, that, um, well, the street I grew up in, sorry, my parents still live there, that that wasn't working in the most prior election. Um, they had an issue with it. Uh, yeah, that's definitely something that we can address next meeting. Thank you. Um, any other correspondence and announcements? Uh, the last meeting, I had told everybody we didn't get any information yet regarding the state on uh, inclusion and everything in recreational programs. So uh, long story short, um, they told us 12 people to a class, to an activity, but they recommend only 10 children. That way, um, in the event that there is some kind of accessibility or um, any anything needed for a child that's in the program, that we have those extra two spaces to a lot for um, extra help. There are waivers that parents are gonna have to sign, obviously, because social distancing might be um, not able to be kept, depending on what the need is. Um, but a lot of times that we, in our experience, the parents have been bringing in their own person anyway and who they trust and who they don't mind their child being with. Um, so in that, if they do that, they wouldn't have to sign the waiver if they're bringing someone in themselves. So as a rec program, some of our programs we've limited to nine, some are 10, and we're leaving those two extra spaces in the event someone signs up that needs uh, accessibility. We will bring in someone for them. Thank you so much for the update. Thank you. Um, if I may circle back to um, to one um, topic we discussed last month, which was um, whether the city has a need for um, for additional masks or whether the city has um, actually mm -hmm. I, I the supply of additional masks um, to the extent we identified members of the disability community that need those. Um, and Danny, I was wondering if there was any update on the work that you've been doing with um, with distributing those masks. Do we have a supply? And, and if so, what does the supply look like and what are we using it for? 
Um, so the supply that we had been using through the recreation department, we were getting through a private donor to the Malden Y. Um, I think since then they've run out and the masks that we've been giving out as of recent have been being made at home and donated. Um, I can't speak for the city to know if they're getting any more donations. Um, I know that uh, we as a rec department received them from the Board of Health for our activities and for our lifeguards um, because it's a requirement for our staff to all be in them and then we have to give them out to anybody that is in our activities. So we were given a large supply in-house for that. Um, but I'm not aware if there's going to be like another public give out of those masks that we received. Um, I just haven't, I don't know if they're going to the schools for September. I just, I, they, that answer wasn't giving to me when I asked when we received the mask that we did from, when we received them from the Board of Health. Thank you so much. Um, any final issues on uh, correspondence or announcements? So the next item on the agenda is our next meeting date. Um, traditionally, um, at the commission, we have not met um, in July and August. Um, I think that um, other city commissions, um, uh, city council, school committee, um, are going to be meeting on um, on a more regular basis than than uh, than usual during the summer because of the pandemic. Because you know things have been slowed down for a while, but also because there's you know really sort of a lot of need and a lot of things that are are changing and and happening. And I think Neil, did you have specific ideas on on um, on what would help you? Um, interesting mission this summer um i guess i'm anticipating that sometime this summer people can actually meet in person if that happens in july and august it right. makes sense for us to uh, get together to uh, map out our plan for next year sometimes things change quickly i just wanted to have the commissioners aware that we may try and throw something together okay okay that makes sense. So, um, so ordinarily, our next meeting date would be set for um, September 23rd. Do we want to list it instead as to be determined in July or August? Um, I, I'd like a firm date in July. So that lets me plan around I'm taking several vacations um, and it's easier if it's a firm date. If, what is that if, we do, if we do it in July, I would just ask that it's not July 29th because my wife's due date is the 30th. So it's kind of really cutting it close. Uh, so if we do a Wednesday, like July 22nd, uh, if that, I mean, that's just, that's just me being selfish. So if anybody else can't do that, we can find a different day. <laughs> the 22nd works for me. Uh, let's see. I have to see the 22nd works for me. Let me just double check my calendar. Let's see. Second and the 22nd is open for me too. So that works for me too. And it works for me too. Uh, Thank you, John. 
Okay, so um, so hearing no opposition to the 22nd, we'll set our next meeting for July 22nd at 5.30 um, with our with our new officers. So thank you. Yay. I look forward to seeing you all in a month. All right. Motion to adjourn. Second. Okay. Uh, in favor of adjourning? Aye. Aye. <laughs> thank you. And thank you all. Much appreciated. Christy, thank you for your work this year. Great job. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you, me. Christy. Thank you all so much. Okay, so it's to be. We'll adjourn. Have a wonderful July. Have a wonderful July. Have a good one, everyone. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.